Patterson Tax Service take care of you with the best in the business with his staff, these people who know it backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards. I know that my my, my uh, taxes I've done for 15 years now with the folks over that way, um, I get the best in and maximize that tax return and minimize what I what I pay and love that idea. Get the legal advice you need when it comes to your taxes. Pattx.com. Let them file your taxes for you now. No one files more taxes in the state of South Carolina, and they'll do more this year. They'll break a record again this year because of what uh, what you do and support them. They appreciate that. Pattax.com. To our guest lines, talking University of Georgia football with Dane Young, UGA's rivals uh, site. Good morning, Mr. Young. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. So I guess it was uh, six months ago I started coming on here. I haven't heard you rant and rave other than maybe about Todd Grantham, which if that's the case, that's got to be more about Grantham than you. Oh, well, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm an old man, and I've more, the older I am, the, the more I realize I don't know. Well, I, I know what I don't know, so uh, there's probably more ranting and raving about me than anybody else out there. But every once in a while, you get a turd sandwich like Todd Grantham, too. So, um, Urban Meyer is that for me. Like, whenever I see Urban Meyer in the news or even on that pregame show, I'm like, why do I want to hear what this man has to say based on his history? Oh, I, I could do many more. I mean, I've got Rick Patino, I've got Bobby Petrino, I've got I've got my list of guys out there, and we could do that. Unfortunately, uh, in sports, there's plenty of knuckleheads. Years ago, uh, Dane, I was doing this show, and and someone asked me, "What do you do in the off season?" I was like, "What off season? There's enough guys that will get hired or fired or 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 have some some domestic violence issues, or have some DUIs, or they'll do something dumb or say something dumb. There's enough knuckleheads in sports." That there's no off season, and I, don't, I wish we had an off season because I wish knuckleheads wouldn't do knucklehead things. But we all have that. Hey, last week we spent a bunch of time talking about uh, what what eventually happened. So I wanna I wanna maybe even do now that we know Mike Bobo is the offense coordinator. Now we know that Todd Munkin is left. I kind of want to do maybe the same interview twice, but know it from a more uh, from a vision of, of we know what's going to happen now. So give me this. In, in reviewing it, what did Todd Munkin, what did the Todd Munkin era offensively, what will, will his lasting legacy be, and what did he accomplish? Obviously, two national championships, but give me your thoughts on, on, on what they got from Munkin in his three years in Athens. I mean, it's the combination of what they developed Stetson Bennett into and then with those still guys around him. Uh, you know, when you think about Todd Munkin's offense at Georgia, to me, it was they challenged defenses horizontally as much as they did vertically. And I think that's something that Georgia had done pretty poorly on both sides. Like um, Before Munkin got there, it was very much a back shoulder fade to the sideline kind of a team. And Georgia had so many motions and sweeps and really utilized those tight ends. And I think you saw that with Georgia really the last two seasons, but particularly this last year when Darnell Washington was healthy. Georgia's offense ran through Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers. And I, I think Todd Munkin being a, more of a tight end coach than a, a quarterback coach historically was probably the perfect person to run that. And maybe that's what the Ravens are thinking too, of uh, you know, bringing them in there to, to utilize their tight ends and running backs to hope that that helps Lamar Jackson at the end of being the quarterback there. Uh, but overall, it's that he initially didn't think that he could win with Stetson Bennett, and he was very open and honest and candid with that. He got two national titles through it. I mean, that. To me, that shows someone that's willing to go to work and kind of reinvent themselves every day. I 
Um, I love Todd Bunkin. I, I, I give him an awful lot of credit. I might be his biggest fan out there. This is a very difficult question. What would Georgia have done with previous offensive coordinators and maybe even Mike Bobo, you might even throw this in there, would Georgia have won national championships because of just how doggone talented they were, especially on defense? I mean, look, Munkin had an easy job. He had a bunch of talent, and he had an, an unbelievable uh, generational-type defense on the other side. Could Georgia have accomplished what they did without Todd Munkin? The truth's in the middle on that. So, like, Munkin probably gets a little too much credit because it's a player-driven sport, and the talent there is just so outstanding. Now, do I think that Georgia wins a national title with James Coley calling plays? I do not. Do I think that James Coley gets fired with this team after calling plays for it? I do not. You know, if you look at the team that James Coley had, they didn't have any receivers. Jake Fromm was just on the same path for, you know, 20 times a game. And there, there was very little for these symptoms to have to worry about. And when you played against Georgia this year, there was everything to worry about. And that was because of the players in the field. Was because you had Washington and McIntosh and Bowers and guys that weren't there in previous iterations. Todd Munkin is a better offensive coordinator than Coley or Jim Chaney. But, Mickey, I was pulling the numbers on this this morning because like, this is the Mike Bobo thing, and you probably sense this even just being across the state line a bit, but this is a lightning rod deal for Georgia fans. And there's a lot of history with Mike Bobo after having played at Georgia and then coached forever in the Rick era. And, you know, he, he got his start as a GA with Jim Donnan at the very end of that thing. We talked about that yesterday on UGA Sports Live. But the 2022 Georgia offense under Todd Munkin averaged 41 points a game. The 2012 UGA offense with Mike Bobo averaged 38 points a game. And if you start looking at, like, it was 7.2 yards per play last season with Munkin, 7.1 yards per play in 2012 under Bobo. So, like, to think that these are, like, worlds apart in their ability to get players to move the ball and score points, they're not. And so if you give Mike Bobo the teams that, I thought Munkin had the last two seasons. I think the result's pretty darn similar. And who knows? Maybe the ball bounces different against Ohio State and that changes the legacy. But that 2012 Georgia team was four yards away from winning a national championship, and Alabama had to break through their way. It happened. I, I would say this. I I, uh, I like Bobo. Uh, I've got a mutual friend who speaks very highly of him. I think he's done a good job. I don't hold Colorado State against Mike Bobo. Uh, health issues maybe, but then just how bad that situation was. I don't hold South Carolina against Mike Bobo because of the talent level. And then, you know, for a Georgia fan, I do get it, though. I mean, when you face South Carolina with Mike Bobo, you you can shut him down. If you faced him, I mean, you you held him to 10 points um, in in Jordan-Hare there in in his one year at Auburn, and then the end of the season by not – their offense didn't look very good there at Auburn. But, again, that's Auburn's talent, um, you're, you're yeah, talking the about the end of that Auburn season. That yeah. was TJ Finley trying to figure some things yeah. out. And I don't think that guy's an SEC quarterback. No offense to him, but when Bo Nix was healthy earlier in that season, they were fine. They weren't great, but they were fine. And, you know, one thing, and I was telling facts in this when I called in, uh, or, or I guess y'all called me, but I, I think that for this particular upcoming season, I actually think this is probably a good thing for Georgia because I'm not confident that Carson Beck was what Georgia needed to kind of keep the train rolling and try to win a third back-to-back title. Like, I, I think for Georgia to reach its ceiling on this, it needed to probably bypass Beck and go to Vanderbilt or stop it. And I think you've kind of heard some at least underlying comments I've made that, that yield to that. 
I think that had Munkin come back, that was the most likely scenario for Beck to be the starter. That's not to say that Beck still won't be the starter. What I'm telling you is I think this is a very open quarterback competition at this point, and I think it's going to go well into the fall. So Georgia fans are going to have six months now to sit here and bandy about these three quarterbacks. And I, I just don't think the talent level is there for Beck to continue when he's tapping for Georgia to beat some of the teams that have to beat late. We are not inside um, Mike Bobo's mind or inside that building. But there's a the, – the internet, this message board guy says that Gunnar Stockton was at South Carolina when Mike Bobo was there. Mike Bobo goes to Georgia and or leaves there, and then he goes to Georgia. That all of a sudden now Gunnar Stockton will be um, – at least his his chances increase. Is that is that fair? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think his chances increase, and I think the chances increase. Yeah. The connection with Bobo and Stockton is very similar to the connection that Munkin – had with Carson Beck. And so I, I just think the biggest champion for Carson Beck in the building is Todd Munkin. That doesn't mean that, that Carson Beck won't end up being the best quarterback of this bunch. I just think he probably has to go out there and prove it maybe a bit more than he would have otherwise. Maybe he doesn't quite get the benefit of the doubt that he did. He's probably still getting first-team reps you know, when they toss the ball out there in the spring, and you go from there. But I think there's a very realistic chance of going to stop him. I think that there is one. For Brock Vandergrift. In terms of just like raw talent, I think Vandergrift is the best on the team. And if you can get that where George is not making a ton of mistakes and he knows a route to going and he can be very commanding of that offense, then I think the, the best version of George's offense is Vandergrift's skill set with that happen. I just don't know if that's going to happen. So where, uh, Dan Young's, I guess, ujrivalsite.com, where is the pushback from message board guy or some Georgia fans on the Bobo hire? Most of it is games like you're talking about. So, like, even in that 2012 season, where I said the stats were really good as a whole, for seven points at South Carolina. And that's not going to work if you have a judge like that. I think that there are some individual play calls that were so frustrating that stick in fans' heads. One of them is you're at the one-yard line and Todd really doesn't get the ball to catch it in. Or it's a third and long and you run a draw and very super conservative deal. What I tell people is that Mike Bobo's never coached a team with this much talent. I'm even including 2012. It had a ton of good players. But you started looking around. There was an error there. Maybe probably 15 years, Georgia barely had an offensive lineman drafted. It's going to be back-to-back years. They have a left tackle now drafted in early rounds. I guess tomorrow's Sawyer dropped a little bit. But back-to-back seasons, there's a left tackle that you give them a That makes you better as an offensive coordinator if you don't have to worry about that side. That's a bit of a problem this upcoming season because you're probably playing Ernest Green at left tackle, and he played zero college football. So, new left tackle, new quarterback. You're leaning on a lot of people in offensive line, veteran running backs, veteran tight ends, and probably more receiver talent than had in a while. All right. See if you can buy this, though. Because, again, I, 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 I like the hire. I think it's a fine hire. Again, but I'm a Munkin guy. If you, obviously, you'd rather have Munkin than Bobo, or at least in my opinion, I would. Years ago, Ray Tanner takes South Carolina to three national championship series in baseball. They win two out of three national championships. And I said on the air then, you hired Chad Holbrook from inside, and I was like, man, I, I feel terrible for Chad Holbrook because – 
There is no way. I don't care what Chad Holbrook does. He's not going to win two national championships. And he's not going to go to three college football, I mean, college baseball World Series finals. And he's basically set up for failure. You don't want to be the guy to follow the guy. Can I tell? Can I talk you into man? I, I Bobo is in a can't win situation. Um, if he wins a national championship, if he scores the same amount of points, well, well, he's got talent. And that's what he does not do anything that Munkin hadn't done. But if he doesn't win the national championship, and if he doesn't score the points he had, then you're like, well, well, Todd Munkin would have done that. Todd Munkin wouldn't have called that play. I, I see this is a very, very difficult situation for Bobo, despite all the talent that he's going to have in Athens. Right. I mean, if if you're telling me that the standard is national championship or bust on if this is a good hire or not, more likely that it's going to be a failure of a hire because it's really hard to win a national championship. And Georgia versus Ohio State this last year can tell you that. I can't sit here and for sure tell you that Georgia was the better team in that game. Georgia just kind of won it at the end. And there's usually, what, two games on a schedule that ends up being state. Georgia could have easily lost to Missouri this past season team that it has way more talent than so you know I, I don't look at Georgia I mean I keep talking about the schedule of Missouri, but the first month is UT Martin and Ball State and South Carolina and UAB all at home and if there's one thing I know about a Curry Smart team uh, he, he, he has some ill feelings for Shane Bean and so not only do I think that Georgia will never lose to South Carolina in a regular season game play a I don't think it's going to be close in that area because if there's a team that Kirby wants to run the score against, it's going to be the one led by Shane Beamer. They're going to beat there. Uh, probably more than against any other coach, at least the people I talked to that that's the case. I guess September and October get a little bit harder, but then you're talking about first year of Auburn's new head coach, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida. The game at Neyland Stadium in November is, is the one that everyone's going to circle, but Georgia's depth should be the thing that helps them there. So, yeah, if championship or bust is a determinant and this is good or not, then that standard is at a level that you're more likely to be disappointed than not. But you start looking at all the metrics, you're like, Georgia should be right there. All right, hey, I, that was going to be my last question, but I can't let you off, man. You got to expand on this uh, Kirby and, and Shane Beamer stuff. Where, what's the, what's the, how did this come about? What's the cause of this? Um, I've, I've heard multiple things. Some of it that uh, Beamer wasn't a good recruiter at Georgia, and that's a good way to not make the boss very happy when he's an insane recruiter. Um, one one string, and I well, this is probably even in response to me to go and because I haven't asked a lot of questions about it. But uh, upon Shane Beamer's hire at Georgia, do you remember the Wakey Leak scandal from Virginia Tech? Yes. Yeah, I think just the fact that his name was associated with having been around in the bat at that time. And, like, the timeline was that happened, but no one knew about it. Georgia hired Beamer, and then it comes out publicly. I just don't think that that was something Kirby Smart wanted to be associated with in public. Don't know that to be, like, for sure the case. That may be a little irresponsible. But, uh, yeah, that, that's not that's a little bit of a frosty relationship. So, uh, if for the South Carolina fans that listen to your show, I wouldn't expect Kirby to ever hold anything back against them uh, like he would a Stanford guy like Chris Hatcher that he could avoid. Mm, very interesting. We'll touch on more of that next week. Hey, tell us what's coming up on the website, uh, YouTube stuff. There's a lot. I know there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's a lot of Mike Bobo talking. You know, I tell people, Mike Bobo has five kids, three of them are triplets. So Colin plays the easiest thing in his life, in my opinion. 
because I have two kids and they're a couple of years apart, and I know how difficult that is. And so to do what him and his wife have done, and he's yeah. got his medical thing too. So, like, look at this from a human standpoint. Like, this, he, he just walked into, you know, he's going to have the public pressure or whatever, but he's got five kids and three triples. It's crazy. Uh, well, we touched on that stuff. UGA Sports Live yesterday was great talking about Bobo and uh, the long relationship with Jim Donovan. People should go check that out. As usual, always, com. Hey, let's talk about next week. Have a great week with your two, and uh, thank goodness you don't have triplets, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Dave. All right, it's Dane Young, UGA's rival site there. Uh, interesting stuff. Shane Beamer and Kirby Smart don't like each other. Huh? Quickly before we take a break, we'll look back last year, 48-7. Not sure you held back anything there. And then first year, 40-13. Mm, little little uh, Shane Beamer, Frosty, Kirby Smart. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'll be interested to see how that matchup goes this year. Uh, look. You know what? I'm going to give Beamer some credit. This year, I think it could be 45-21. Ouch. I- I'm here for the Frosty Coach relationships. I'm here for the Kevin Keats and and Bayheim stuff. The little passive aggressive uh, chest pad after the game. The little I, good, good job, man. I'm here for for adults that like kids. Let's do it. Um, I'm also here for Tiger Woods. Let's ask Andrew Oliphant about that when you come back for more after this. Gentlemen, erectile dysfunction or low T got you down? Take action now and turn your life around. Call Greenville Men's Clinic at 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. Make the call today, 301-1111 or greenvillemensclinic.com. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. FirstClassHalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been treating customers so well, you'd think they were part of the family. Members of our Family Promise program who buy a new Toyota will enjoy perks like lifetime nitro on tires, gas fill-up, lifestyle test drives, and three years no-cost maintenance. It's part of our pledge to give our customers the best new car buying experience. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. McNeely Store and Rental, your hometown local steel dealer for sales and service. With spring around the corner, steel has leaf blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and mowers that'll make your life simple. With both gas and electric models, our AK Battery Homeowner Systems start at just $199.99. They're not sold at Home Depot or Lowe's. Two convenient locations in Clemson and West Union. Learn more at McNeelyStoreAndRental.SteelDealer.net. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449-West Union. Opening weekend is finally here as the Clemson Tigers open up their 2023 season in Doug Kingsmore Stadium as they play host to Binghamton. Opening weekend is always a great time, and the Tigers look to kick off the 2023 campaign with some wins. Broadcasts begin Friday at 3.30, Saturday at 1.30, and Sunday at 11.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day.
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Wakefield Automotive has built a reputation of trust with its loyal customers for decades. Their family-owned business loves helping the upstate save. Now they have the Wakefield Family Promise. Even with new vehicle shortages, you will never pay over MSRP for your new Buick or GMC. Get the best price on your new Sierra, Yukon Envision, or Encore GX, and the excellent service you expect from them. So don't pay a big markup. Experience the Wakefield Automotive Family Promise and save. Visit us today at 300 West St. John Street in Spartanburg or at wakefieldauto.com. Chris, this needs to go to Parkville by 3. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? Anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Electric City Signs and Neon. Over 50 years of sign design, fabrication, installation, and maintenance in the upstate. Specializing in neon, plastic, flex face, channel letter, and LED message signs. Electric City Signs is ready to serve you with the highest level of satisfaction. Have questions? No problem. Their experienced team will see your project through inception to installation. Professional sign services at the best price. It's got to be Electric City Signs and Neon. Visit ElectricCitySigns.com or call 225-5351 today. Go Tigers! Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Our friends at Upcountry Fiber want to tell you at upcountryfiber.com, there is a map right now of their progress and where they're going. Uh, Upcountry Fiber um, for a stronger connection, for uh, internet services, for business phones and internet services, for home television for streaming options. I like their Upcountry Hub. I need to get me those Upcountry Hubs. Those are pretty cool. Uh, think about Upcountry Fiber. Learn more about who they are, about their 200-plus channels of HCTV, their high-speed uh, fiber internet, where they're going, more about their pricing plans. Do this online as easy as Upcountry Fiber for a stronger connection. Anderson County, Pickens County, Coney County, uh, Greenville County. It's up. Spartanburg County. It's upcountryfiber.com. Check them out, upcountryfiber.com. Um, when... This segment uh, brought to you by my friends over at Katichi, C-A-T-E-E-C-H-E-E.com, Andrew at Katichi.com, Shannon at Katichi.com. We have a, uh, a big demo day coming up with Taylor Made this weekend and then Callaway after that. Uh, Andrew Oliphant, good morning. Hope you're doing well, man. How, how's everything going for you today? 
I'm doing great, Mickey. Good morning to you. So when my head hit the pillow last Thursday night, I had no idea that you and I would be talking about Tiger Woods playing at Riviera. And then I wake up on Friday and I get a, a, a tweet and it says, hey, I want to play a PGA Tour event. He's back. Buddy, put this, put that in my veins, man. I get Tiger Woods this week. What are your thoughts? We get to see uh, T-Dub at, at Riviera. Yeah, it's always great, isn't it, when he's making a return to, to golf tournaments after all the, the injuries and everything he's gone through. And, um, you know, whether you've got to love him or hate him, but, you know, he is arguably the best golfer in the world. You know, and um, he draws that crowd. Everybody just wants to get a glimpse of how he hits a golf ball. And, you know, it's it's really amazing that, what is it now, one or two years ago he's in a, a car wreck and now he's out, you know, um, playing in a PGA Tour event and the players will have a little bit of fear of him, you know, when he's going to tee up, they're going to watch and see what he does and he's got the ability to win the event this week. Uh, I I know that the the opening tee shot at Riviera, you, you got to walk down this huge hill, and then as you climb back up the 18, it's a huge hill. But the way I understand it, I've never been to Riviera. I think pretty much it's a pretty flat golf course after that. Will that um will that will that have an effect on him? Is that is that basically uh, what he's looking for? Is a, is a golf course that he doesn't have to have those those ankle issues he might have otherwise? <clears throat> yeah, I think he's looking for courses that. Well, obviously, be stress-free on his body as much as possible. Um, you know, I thought he'd do a lot better at St Andrews last year, that being a flatter golf course as well. Uh, I have not played Riviera. I've seen it on television. It looks a, an amazing venue. And like you say, the, the, the hill on 18 does look pretty severe, which is going to cause some issues for, for those legs of his. You know what I mean? But... Um, you know, experience that he's got on, is there a golf course in the world he can't play? You know, I mean, with the way that he hit the golf ball, um, it, it looks like he, he's lost no distance. You know, you mentioned there that we've got TaylorMade Demo um, coming up this weekend with the new Stealth 2, and, you know, the, the modern equipment has helped, you know, all of these players hit it further, longer, straighter. And, you know, that's the part that's amazing me is that he's got older and, you know, he's he's still whipping it out there, you know, getting that ball speed up in 170 miles an hour and flashing young players that little smile that he's got and, and hitting it 30 yards past them. You know, so um, there's not a golf course he can't play. It'll be, you know, that physical toll on his body and, and how he moves around the golf course. I know we have a ton of technology. I get that. But we're talking about a 47-year-old man who's had every surgery you can have. He seemed like the operation guy. You know the operation game you play as a kid where you, you, know, you got every mm-hmm. bone in your yep. body's like broken? Uh, how in the world or, or how surprised are you, I guess you could say, that he's found a way to generate that kind of small speed and that kind of club hit speed? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, I've... I've called it out before and been wrong, you know, when he thinking he didn't, you know, he'd not come back after the first surgery and, and the layoff for so long. And, and that's the big part, you know, that you, you know, he, he's, he's a proven winner, obviously. Um, has he forgotten how to win? You know, that's the, that's the big question, you know, that he hasn't been in that arena of winning a golf tournament for so long. And, you know, every golfer's experienced that. You know, if they've taken a winter where they haven't played a tournament, um, where they haven't played a state arm event for, 
you know, whatever it might be, six months, a year, you know, that first round back, uh, shaking off the rust is, is the part that is so impressive. You know, we haven't seen him play for for a number of months and here we are talking about a guy who could potentially win the golf tournament this week and he's leaning on all his experience for that versus the, you know, the technology side. Obviously, it helps him, um, <clears throat> but he's leaning on all that experience that he's got and say, I've, I've been wrong when I've said, no, no, he's not going to win again and you know, he's not going to compete again and, and here he is. So, it's Tiger Woods, you know, with nothing's going to surprise us. With that said, he played in three golf tournaments last year. Um, in those three golf tournaments, he played in, I think I'm right with saying this, um, seven, eight. he played in nine rounds of golf. He had one round in the 60s. He had two rounds under par. I mean, it was hard last year. Um, 13 over at, at the Masters, 12 over at the PGA Championship, nine over, missed cut at the British Open. At least he made the cut in the, in the first two. Now, I know he talks about winning, but is – our expectations have to change, right? That's, that's fair to say that, that making a cut is a big deal now compared to what, in his mind, he's talking about winning. Possibly. Those stats sound like mine there, making <laughs> over, how many overpar, <laughs> missed cuts and 10 overpar. Um, yeah, wow. I mean, it's quite surprising when you put the numbers on the table like that you know, and, you, and you see, yeah, he's been overpar and missed cuts and, you know, golf courses putting their toll on him. Um, you know, we saw that at the Masters, you know, and, and I was there last year and got a chance to see him. I, I do think that, you know, the television made it look like he was moving a little bit more gingerly than, than in live. You know, when you watch him walking live, there was a little bit more flow to it. The television did make it appear, you know, that he was hurting a little bit more. Um, but... Uh, you know, he's, he's probably got his, his sights on winning. We know that. You know, that he's not going to settle for just making the cut. I think um, he'll use everything he can to, to to make the cut and and move on from there. You know, just the, the little steps in golf that he's going to take. Were you surprised? There was to me there uh, there was no build up to. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe he's going to play at the Masters and, and maybe, one, maybe I don't know, TPC or Bay Hill or something like that. How surprised were you that he's playing this week? Um, not really. I mean, uh, you know, we haven't seen him hit golf balls, right? You know, I mean, son and father, son there. And, you know, he's, he's standing there ripping drivers. And, and you can see in his swing that there's a little glitch in there that you're like, oh, you know, is that... Is that hurting? We we don't know. I mean, you know, he won the U.S. Open with a with a broken leg, so he can he can put a lot of pain tolerance to the side. Um, you know, if he's going to make these comebacks and and chase that major that he wants, he's got to get some events under his belt. The, there might be some sponsorship uh, obligations through through Genesis that he's got to 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 try and uh, be out there playing and this. This might have just been an event. That, hey, I'm ready. You know, it's uh, a course he knows well, and you know, aside those two holes that are, that are physically challenging on him, um, you know, if his short game's good, which we know it is, uh, he can, he can get it round there. So it uh, it just sits well on his calendar, and like you say, the build up for for the Masters in April. Mm, going to be a lot of fun for sure. Andrew Oliphant, our guest, Director of Instruction, Ledbetter Academy, Katichi, get in touch with him. Let him help you like he has helped me and so many others. Um, Andrew, 
Scotty Scheffler wins back to back at the Waste Management, number one player in the world once again. Uh, and I know that that golf swings are different now, and power is such a big thing there now. Talk to me about his footwork. That's that when he, that's the, like the marquee thing when you think about him. Um, what what was what's your thoughts when you see him swinging the driver and see that foot that right foot that's going everywhere? Yeah, it's it's a it's a slidey ice skater move, isn't it? You know that that um, how he pushes into the ground that there'll be, and he'll have been on force plates and measuring how much ground pressure is is creating, and it's one of those things that as a as a golf coach it, you, you could change that. You know, you could go okay, let's hit some golf balls with your you know, your feet in, in just your socks, you know, no shoes. Let's hit some balls, you know, where he's on um, little foam pillows and so on. You could really quieten those feet down. But it's dangerous because if he's always done that and that's his sort of power source, the way he, he swings, you, you could take a player who's number one in the world and, you know, knock him into the top top 50. You know, yes, he's... He's got that skill set that can get him round. His short game is always going to help him, but uh, it's one of those things where you've you've got to look at the data. That again, the technology, right? We've got to look at that and say, well, it's not hurting him; it's actually helping him. And it is a signature move. You know, we see it more with his driver, and you know, the cameras zoom in on that, don't they, and, and let us see. But we've got other players. You know, Justin Thomas comes to mind when you see him with a driver and he's up on his tiptoes. Um, Spieth's a player who really drives the heel into the ground. So players are using that technology and ground pressure to, to understand where they get the power from. And, you know, Scheffler's no exception to that. All right. Um, tough time of year for golfers. Give me a tip. We've got tight dormant bermuda wet into the green there's a lot of difficult uh, a lot of difficult golf shots right now give me a little tip for for golf uh, guys out there trying to make it till our, till our grass comes in yeah i was out there playing here at katichi the day i didn't realize how dormant things were and, uh, the weather was so nice so I, I got out there and um i thought chipping in florida was difficult you know with their different grasses and and you know the the you know the the bermuda grasses down there and um, but uh, it is tight at the moment. You know, it's like you say, there's some tight dormant grass. Uh, the tip would be how the ball leaves the, the club, what kind of frictions on the club face and, and the ball. And what people don't realize is that when you're on a tight lie, a better player should enjoy that because the ball's going to come off faster, a little bit more spin, uh, less friction between the ball and the club face. And all of those good things should lead to more control. And then when we move over to the rough, the, the rough's going to get in the way of the club face and the ball, so the ball's going to come out slower. Uh, therefore, we can either adjust, we can use a straighter face club, uh, take less loft, or we can make a, a little bit more of a, a little bit more energy in our swing. So they would be the two adjustments. Um, don't get scared of those tight lies. As a, as a, as a good player. They should be relishing that and going, well, okay, it's going to give me a chance to spin it. Saw more aim point. Got some aim point classes coming up? Yeah, always uh, always pushing the aim point. You know, I've actually got a lady coming in today to uh, to work on her aim point and make sure that she's uh, getting into green green reading the correct way. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing more and more 
and I believe on the LPGA Tour they're going to actually ban the the book there as well. So if they haven't already, uh, another PGA Tour have. So you get more and more players that are looking at aim point. We're seeing more and more on television. Um, it seems like every week there's a there's a winner using it, and if the player's not using it, we'll definitely see the caddies out there using it. So it's um, it's getting more exposure and something I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I know you and I have done it. You know, gone through the the classes here at Katichi, and um, you know I recommend it to to all players. You know, from beginner juniors uh, all the way up to you know the 80 year old guy who's kind of experiencing golf for almost the first time. Get out there and, and use aim point on the greens. Uh, I'm amazed at what it has done for golf and for me personally. Uh, we have. TaylorMade Demo Day this Saturday, Callaway Demo Day the following Saturday. Beautiful weather. Um, put your woolly jumpers up and come out 70 degrees and play some golf. Well, how can they reach you, Andrew? Get get the best when it comes to instruction and, and, and uh, have a great 2023. Uh, yeah, my email address, best way, andrew at katichi.com. And um, you don't need a woolly jumper at the moment. Mickey, and just get a little fine, like cashmere one, drape it over the shoulders for for the LA look. Um, eh, I'm, I'm, I got a, I got a tiny hoodie now. I'm, I'm the South Carolina look rather than the LA look. Hey, uh, always look forward to it. Can't thank you enough for your help. Look forward to visiting you the next week. Let's review Tiger Woods making the cut and being in contention at Riviera this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. All Thanks, buddy. Mickey. All right, buddy. Always enjoy that. That's Andrew Oliphant, Andy O. Uh, Katichi, C-A-T-E-E-C-H-E.com. I appreciate those folks supplying, uh, supporting that uh, segment and sponsoring that segment. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment. I've got about 40 things to touch on in 10 minutes. We'll do it right after this. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special. Offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, are the largest upstate selection on own running shoes. Elmont has what you're looking for. Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elmont today, and as always, go Tigers! Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring. But you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. 
that moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Some people would like to tell you that when it comes to fixing ED, one size fits all. That's just not true. But a guarantee is true for everyone at the Greenville Men's Clinic. An intimacy guarantee. That's right. If you don't perform, you don't pay. How are we able to do this? It's simple. Our experienced licensed providers have treated over 35,000 men, so we know a thing or two about ED. We are able to offer the latest technologies and documented clinical pathways to resolve your ED once and for all. Prestigious institutions like the Cleveland Clinic and Cambridge have shown our technology to be safe and effective. So for a limited time, we're offering a free physician consultation and medical assessment. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Trust the Greenville Men's Clinic. Trust the Intimacy Guarantee. Call the Greenville Men's Clinic today at 864-301-1111. 301-1111. If you need custom leather patch hats for your business, church, school, sports team, or charity event, Hatflow Company has you covered. No order minimums, quick turnaround, nationwide shipping, and great prices. Custom Richardson hats, beanies, low-profile performance hats, and more. Shop with Hatflow Company and support a small local business where the highest quality, great customer service, and very affordable prices are top priority. Visit HatflowCo.com and start your custom leather patch hat quote today. HatflowCo.com. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Bye. Local, trusted, with the largest coverage in the upstate. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun and change in the atmosphere, architecture unfamiliar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun on the Wild wait, start spring cleaning today. It feels like spring. It's going to be so springy in February. Go ahead and get a, a head start. 
Get insanely clean home. Do it with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Potter at The Roar. And they're going to give you three rooms of carpet clean for only $119 plus a free hallway. You can do this by booking online at zeroresgreenville.com, zeroresgreenville.com, 558-7300, zero res. No matter how you spell it, backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. All right, facts. We have 10 minutes. We have 15 subjects to get to. Let's fly through them. Tomorrow, 3.04 Eastern time on the first tee at Riviera, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Tiger Woods playing together. Just sign me up. I'm going to talk you to being a golf fan. You, you, you've helped me with my NFL. NBA, you have no chance at. You've helped me with college basketball. You've helped me with uh, Spurs, even though I'm not a Spurs. Manchester United, you, 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 you uh, enhance all that. I'm going to talk you to being a bigger golf fan. Okay. Tomorrow, 3.04, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. Get that. Number two, what's going on at Notre Dame? Weird. In basketball, Mike Bray is retiring from Notre Dame, but not retiring from basketball. Is he going to coach again? Allegedly retiring turned into, oh, I'm not retiring, but I'm leaving the program. I don't, I don't know. In other words, Notre Dame said, hey, this is it. But then he says he still wants to coach. And then on the football side, they bring in the Utah offensive coordinator. Yeah. They, it's like a slam dunk home run hire, and then they can't buy him out for whatever reason. Harry Haystad, the offensive line coach that came back, he only came back for one year. He's retired again. Is Marcus Freeman uh, a hard guy to work for? How does Tommy Reese leave? Then you can't hire the one guy you wanted to hire, and then your offensive line coach came back, and, I mean, look, there's a lot of – a lot of turnover over there. A weird time in South Bend. I mean, I, I, on, on paper, um, he looks like a really good head coach. He looks like a guy that, I mean, the recruiting classes were great. Is there something else for Marcus Freeman? He looks the part and he's really good with the media. Yeah, but is there something behind the scenes maybe? Uh-huh. In, in year one, nine and four, was that a good year? Finished 18th in the country? I think it was. All things you got to take context into it. You know, QB injury, rolling out a third stringer at one point. A I lot of a lot of turnover on the staff and the roster. You don't lose to Marshall. Don't lose to Stanford. But you destroyed Clemson. You you beat Syracuse. You you lost to Southern Cal. Then you won your bowl game. I don't you know. Good, not great. We'll see. Um, give me an idea on these two NFL coordinators, new head coaches that leave the Eagles. Are you telling me two totally different storylines? Um, I'm happy that Jonathan Gannon is gone. I think the Cardinals made a disaster hire. I also think that the Cardinals made a massive mistake paying Kyler Murray the dollar that they're paying him. Uh, That's absolutely ridiculous. As far as Steichen goes, I think that's a good hire for Indianapolis. It's going to provide a little bit of stability offensively. They had their worst offensive year in the last 10 seasons in Indianapolis last year, so they needed a little bit of juice on that side of the ball. But I still have my concerns. I mean, Ursay and Ballard mm. and the way that they've handled the media and this whole Jeff Saturday thing and then firing Reich, obviously. Like, I get why they did it, but I, I think that Reich is looking on the bright side of that in the juggernaut staff he's built in Carolina and ownership that seems to be willing to back him and let him make personnel decisions. And Ursay and Ballard want to micromanage every single little bit of the roster construction, and they want to do every single thing for that franchise. So, you know, for Sykin, it's, it's, it's a nice little pay raise, and I'm happy for him. And uh, I think that the Eagles are going to, you know, stay the same offensively. I don't really foresee a lot of change on that side of the ball, even with him leaving. All right. Um, 
the I want to find out more about the Keats and the Bayheim situation. I think we'll get probably a few more answers on that today. It looks strange. Yeah, it was like a really passive aggressive handshake conversation that lasted 30 seconds. You know, I, I would keep wrapping back. It's the chest padding. It's the the pad. It's it's a Coach K move. It's like I'm going to shake your hand. Like I didn't agree with a couple calls, so I'm going to pat your chest and give you this passive aggressive send off. That's what it it felt like to me. And you know, it was just so shocking to me because we usually see Jim Beheim just never at the face of any controversy. He's usually such a class act, straight arrow guy that has never, you know, he's never thrown a temper tantrum in Cameron Indoor Stadium and thrown his jacket off and ran on the court. And he's never, you know, yelled at a student reporter and told him to get out of the media room. Or anything along those lines. There's never been any scandal with Jim Beheim, so it was really surprising for me to see that some poor sportsmanship after the game. I think we need the chest pat to be the sign. Like, uh, I'm not happy, so I'm going to pat you on the chest. Yeah, that was a little... I don't know. I don't know how I would have taken we that. We need that to be the universal that. sign of, from now on, anybody ever like pat you on the chest, that means, hey, bud, I got an issue. Yeah. Keats had an issue. I can tell you that. Keats definitely had an issue, and it was warranted. That was a horribly officiated game down the stretch. NC State got robbed. Massive game tonight, Clemson, Florida State. 7 o'clock, 6.30 pregame show. This is just bigger than big, huge, huge. Tigers, nine and a half point favorite. I think they're going to win and cover the spread. I do, too. Uh, cover the spread, we'll see, but I feel very good about the win yeah. tonight. Uh, you you'd also mentioned this for those just in here. Clemson softball, man, they are loaded. Uh, you did the game last night. Yeah, juggernaut. Uh, they're absolutely loaded. Beat Furman 10-0, never really struggled. Valerie Cagle, seven strikeouts in her four innings pitched. Also hit a double and a homer. Uh, she's, you know, going for another ACC Player of the Year award in her trophy cabinet. Clemson's got so much depth. Coach Rittman's built in the powerhouse. I'm super impressed. Super I, impressed. I did not get your thoughts on Mike Bobo. Let me get it here quickly. Tiger Harley says, I keep going back to Dabo got murdered for getting a band back together. Kirby Lee guitar, Bobo drums, uh, Muschamp bass. It's happening. Thoughts on Mike Bobo taking over? Yeah, as a you know person that is not a huge fan of Georgia, I'm happy, number one. Thank you, Todd Munkin, for leaving. You were the only reason Georgia's won two national championships. He completely, uh, that, you can point it that higher as the sole reason Georgia won two national championships. He completely revolutionized their offense, what they do on that side of the ball, and recruiting-wise as well, Munkin was a major plus. So I think Georgia definitely took a step back. I don't think Bobo is going to be as bad as people are thinking, but at the same time, you know, when you play a schedule as easy as Georgia's, it, it's not really going to matter who you have calling plays when you have that much talent. I think Georgia's a shoe in to go to the playoff again, but do I think they win the national championship next year? Probably not. And finally, we hadn't talked about David Carr. Where's David Carr end up? Where's he land? Derek Carr? I mean, Derek Carr. What is that? David Carr. Yeah. David Carr is um, former. Who's David Carr? Do I know David? Anyway, Derek Carr. Derek? Well, where, where does Derek Carr land? I think he's going to go to Carolina. I think Carolina probably. So you think that's a really good situation, though, right? I do. I do think that's a good situation. I think Carolina is a quarterback away from being a playoff team. They they won some games this year down the stretch. Wilkes kind of injected them with some culture. I think a lot of those guys play hard. Their defense is pretty solid. They've got a couple premium draft picks to use, and then their offensive line was an underrated part of their team this year. I thought their offensive line was majorly improved. You have a couple running backs that I'm not super impressed by, but they give you a little bit of juice. DJ Moore is one of the most underrated receivers in football on the outside. I think that Reich has seen, obviously he won the Super Bowl as offensive coordinator to the Eagles, took the Colts job. They went to the playoffs three or four times under him. He has seen what it takes to succeed in this league on the offensive side of the ball. He's being given some say in the roster construction. He's being given some say, you know, with who they're going to draft, who they're going to develop. And most importantly, 
Frank Reich has elevated quarterbacks every single step of the way. I mean, Carson Wentz looked like an MVP under Frank Reich in 2017, and now he's almost out of the league. So I, I think that he's going to be able to elevate whatever quarterback they inevitably do get. Forgive me, Derek Carr, David Carr, they're brothers, obviously. Derek Carr, David Carr, I get those confused. That, that was where that came from, obviously. Fresno State guys and all that stuff. But Derek Carr in Carolina with that staff and Frank Wright. You know, if you're a Panther guy, do Staley coming down? I don't think Derek Carr is that bad. I know that might be a controversial I don't think he's topic, bad either. I think he, he got a lot of blame. I, I saw a, a tweet, and I wish I should have pulled it, but. You know, it was like Derek Carr has had a bottom five defense yeah. in like more than half of the seasons he's been the Raiders quarterback. Yeah. He's gotten the the short end of the stick in a multitude of ways in Las Vegas. So I'm not super impressed with uh, with what they're doing in Vegas either with McDaniels. I think that's a disaster. Uh, I enjoy that little uh, going the extra mile, mile-wise, a good 10-minute segment there. I always enjoy that. Uh, Brad Hughes on Allstate, bradhughesinsurance.com, bradhughesatallstate.com. Get in touch with him. Certainly help you out. Brad Hughes at Allstate.com. Um, call them 292-3001. Maybe you're able to save a little bit of, of uh, money um, on your automotive insurance. Maybe up to maybe over 50% savings there. Texas said, Clemson fans and media get so mad when people say stuff about Dabo, uh, like you said about Freeman, knowledge of the situation, saying there's, there's something going on behind the scenes, behind the curtains. Yeah, you can get mad if you want to, but the bottom line is that has Freeman done anything yet? Nine and four in first year. We'll see. It's too early to tell. Uh, jury's still out as far as that goes. Uh, skip the music. Two minute drill. What do you have for me? I'm just gonna backtrack to Jonathan Gannon. I'm so happy that he is no longer <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. It was the coordinator. turf, man. It was not the turf. Uh, Jonathan Gannon got absolutely outcoached for 60 minutes. It, it was an embarrassment. And it was a stain to the season that the Eagles had put together on the defensive side of the ball. Arizona, enjoy Kyler Murray making 250 million dollars and Jonathan Gannon being your head coach. That is. Officially my least favorite team in the NFL, and I'm rooting for their downfall. I don't hate on very many things, especially on air, but as far as Arizona goes, I will be rooting vehemently against that team next year for all 17 <laughs> games. All right, uh, I don't even run this by you yet, but my two-minute drill brought to you by Eric Newton, Eric Newton, Eric Newton.com for all of your real estate needs. EricNewton.com, the very best in the business. Get in touch with it. can help you out. EricNewton.com. Um, well, two quick things. Number one is Texas had just booked our guys' trip weekend in March to Katichi. Uh, so those guys were great. They're pumped about that. The other thing is, I hadn't even mentioned this to you. Are you a Ted Lasso guy? I have seen it, yeah. March 15th. Season three! Yes! Uh, can't wait. Uh, Got to get me some some Ted Lasso coming up. So That's uh, who you should be for Halloween. Uh, Ted Lasso. You should, you should be Ted Lasso well, except, for Halloween. Except I'm an adult, and uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I dressed up, and now I'm an adult, and I don't dress up anymore. You're not, I, I, you're not I, dressing I, up this year? What if, what if Drake asked you to dress up? Then I dress up. Uh, <laughs> I'm hey, calling in a favor hey, with Drake. Hey, look, when, you're, when your kid asks you to dress up, you dress up. I'm when calling get, in a favor. No, nah, that ain't silly him. Uh, hey, great job as usual. Always enjoy it. Appreciate uh, it. Facts on Sports, you got something coming up? Facts on Sports? Yeah, yeah next stuff. week will be Facts on Sports, Clemson Basketball Edition next Tuesday. So make sure you tune into that. Hopefully Clemson Basketball will be coming off two wins. Let me thank Dane Young, Andrew Oliphant, uh, Facts and Childress. Up next from our fake people, John and Brad. Friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. More important, tune in tomorrow. That's what we will see on the radio. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.